Now, welcome back to the programme. I mentioned to you that Patricia would be joining us this evening, uh, but she was joining us with something a little bit different than she normally has. Patricia, it's lovely to see you because you're on Zoom, because we're miles and miles apart. Um, and great to hear from you as always. How are you? Well, I, I'm fine. Despite everything, um, I'm here. Despite and everything. Yes, I had a, a lovely time uh, in Belfast. That's where I was uh, meeting my family, my extended family. Yeah. And, uh, the last time that we were together to record our um, couple of stories, um, you mentioned you were heading off to Belfast, but it, it was a fleeting run, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was, it was intensive, really. Let's put it like that. It was go, go, go. And But on the other hand, sometimes I think when you've got a limited amount of time, you, you use it better than if you think you're going to be there for a couple of weeks and you keep thinking, no, we'll have to do this or we'll have to do that. Hmm. No, if you know you've only got four or five days, right, you do everything you know, all the time. And it was a family reunion. How many of you were at it? We were almost 40. Wow. Think. <laughs> yeah, it's something frightening to think of, you know, all those people together. But yeah, we did have like our little groups and we did have a lot of fun, I can tell you. Mm. I mean, particularly, I'll tell you one of the things that for me was great. Um, you know, I've got a lot of nieces and nephews and cousins from America and they were saying that it's quite difficult to understand people in Belfast sometimes. I'm thinking, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, we all speak English. Uh, but then we decided to have this kind of a little contest where we read something out, or just a few words in Belfast uh, language. Right. <laughs> and they had to say, what does it mean? And, you know, oh, they hadn't a clue. I mean, you know, it really was really funny. Yeah. For instance, you know, if we said something like, and this happened, this is a fact, we went into... Um, actually, it was a fish and chip shop, and uh, one of the waitress came along. She says, "Yes, gitten." Yes, gitten. Yes, gitten. And so we were saying to the Americans, "What do you think yes, gitten means?" Oh, they hadn't a clue. Of course, they hadn't a clue. No. Just, it just means it just really means. Are you being served? <laughs> really, really. Of course, when 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 I would meet Terry McKinley, that I would meet quite often, um, you know, and or if I'd ring him, I'd always introduce by saying, "You know, about you." You know, exactly. what about you? Yeah, because yeah. Terry being from Belfast um, and, and so on. Um, so it's good. When we were chatting uh, the last time that you and I got together, I you were talking about your trip to Belfast and how you were looking forward to it. And it was then that we decided that maybe you would take a critical eye on things in Belfast and places in Belfast and compare them with um, you know, years ago when you used to actually live there or when you were growing up there. And that's what you did for us, isn't it? That's what I did. Yes. And and it, that was really very nice. I mean, uh, the fact is that mm, to go back to Belfast, I can see lots of things that I remember, familiar places, familiar faces. Um, but, you know, even from the minute I got off the plane, I felt at home right. and it was nice to have that feeling. You know, I think even like that sort of nip in the cold air right. after the intense heat of Malaga was really very refreshing. Yeah. And, and and even the rain, I appreciated the rain. So it's funny, you know, how your uh, ideas change when you're uh, living somewhere else. Mm. Um, but one of the first things that I actually uh, went to look at, and I always do, is my old alma mater, Queen's University. Um, and actually, it is thriving. Um, it's got loads and loads of overseas students. Now, that's something new. Mm. Um, it has led to a greater demand, of course, for student accommodation. 
And some of the most beautiful buildings in the center of Belfast, I was surprised, have been converted into student apartments. I was thinking, goodness, aren't they lucky to be able to have one of those gorgeous buildings right in the center? But yes, because the demand is so great, they had to uh, have more apartments there. And the area all around Queen's University is absolutely buzzing with outdoor cafes. Now, we always thought you couldn't have an outdoor cafe in a place where it's always raining, really. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no. Oh, those are very popular restaurants and, and charity shops. Lots of charity shops. Now, I think that's probably for the students, you know, who really want to find a bargain. Um, and I think, yeah, look at this one street I've seen, I think it was like four uh, charity shops right beside the university. Now, the university, anybody who's been to Belfast will know it's right beside the Botanic Gardens. Actually, I'll just tell you more or less what I have written of my ideas whenever I uh, was in Belfast. Perfect. Then you can ask me any questions you want. Okay, um, I'll sit back. I'll sit back, relax and enjoy it, Patricia. Over to you. Okay, well, I was talking about the Botanic Gardens. Now, the Botanic Gardens are right beside the university. They have beautiful flower beds all the year round, something which always struck me as being impossible. But yes, they're always digging out plants and putting in new plants. And the other thing about the Botanic Gardens is right in the well, the centre of the Botanic Gardens, you've got the Ulster Museum. Now, the Ulster Museum has undergone great refurbishment since I last was in it. And it's definitely worth a visit, especially for people uh, from Spain because there's a whole floor devo- uh, devoted to the Spanish Armada and the ships that were shipwrecked off the coast of Ireland. And there's also information about the links between Spain and Ireland. So really, really interesting. And it's also a nice place to sit down and have a coffee and admire those beautiful gardens outside. I must say that um, I like to see that not everything has changed. For instance, The majestic city hall stands proud in the centre of Donegal Square, looking up Donegal Place, as it always has done. And another building in the centre, which has a long history, is St Mary's Catholic Church in Chapel Lane. Now, I always like to pay a visit there because it was the very first Catholic church to be built in Belfast in 1783 after the relaxation of some of the penal laws. Now, surprisingly enough, it was financed by the Presbyterian Church and the Church of Ireland at the time. Now, I think that's a wonderful gesture of Christian solidarity. The first mass was celebrated there by a priest called Father Hugh O'Donnell. Now, he was the first parish priest of Belfast. Imagine The name Hugh O'Donnell, which is very much in the news these days with the celebrations which have taken place in Valladolid and Simancas, where they have remembered another Hugh O'Donnell who went to ask for help from King Philip of Spain, but who ended up dying in Simancas and who was buried there in a Franciscan monastery. I thought that was extraordinary. The O'Donnells and, you know, their role in Ireland is something extraordinary. But there have been many changes in Belfast, and most of them for the better. For instance, today it is a vibrant city, which is now a very popular place for cruise ships. Now, that certainly would have been unheard of in my day. There's no doubt that the filming of Game of Thrones has had a lot to do with the big increase in the number of tourists. All eight series of Games of Thrones were produced in Northern Ireland, 
and people loved to visit those beautiful locations where the exterior scenes were filmed, places like the Dark Hedges and Ballantoy Harbour. The Titanic Film Studios, which are one of Europe's largest fully functional film studios, are set within the Titanic Quarter. Now, when I was young, we learned that the Belfast shipyards were the largest in the world in those days. But, of course, that was long ago, and today the area has been converted into an exciting place called the Titanic Quarter, with restaurants, ships, fitness clubs, luxury apartments, all with a wonderful view of Belfast Loch. And, of course, the Titanic Museum, where you can learn how the famous ship, the Titanic, was built, and hear the sad stories of some of the passengers who set sail on that magnificent, but alas, tragic voyage. You feel as though you're actually on the ship with the excellent sound effects and the videos, which lead you around the different floors from the luxurious rooms of the first-class passengers and their grand dining room to the lower decks with the third-class passengers and their more Spartan conditions. But then, if you've seen the film of the Titanic, you'll know exactly what I mean. It's definitely worth a visit, and it is a credit to the designers who built it as a memorial to the White Star Liners, and of course, to their starship, the Titanic. It's incredible to see the transformation of the old shipyards into this exciting new development. New luxury apartments are being built with spectacular views over the marina and the Belfast Hills, and all within easy walking distance of the city centre. And then, of course, there is the magnificent waterfront hall, which is said to be, now listen, the second best conference centre in the world. Can you believe it? It's a stunning piece of architecture and has really put Belfast on the map. Kenneth Branagh opened the 21st Belfast Film Festival with the Irish premiere of his film Belfast, which won an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. Belfast is also promoting a green economy, and there is a strong commitment to reducing carbon emissions. People are encouraged to go by bike rather than by car within the city. And this is better for their health and also for those around them. And to facilitate this, there is a public bike hiring scheme, which reduces cars on the road and so eases congestion. There are also more cycle lanes, but a round of applause has to be given to the Belfast City Council. I was very impressed to see the buses in Belfast now run on battery electricity or hydrogen. Now, this reduces carbon emissions and makes for better air quality. The new Belfast buses move silently through the city with zero contamination. So it just shows. Where there's a will, there's a way. With a big increase in tourists, the famous black taxis take visitors to see the murals which reflect the opposing political sides in Northern Ireland. And another surprise for me was to see the wide variety of international restaurants and outdoor cafes. In my day, there were very few outdoor cafes and certainly no sushi restaurants, for example. But today, there are a wide selection of restaurants to choose from. Thai, Chinese, Japanese, Mexican, Indian, you name it. 
But what I really wanted was to have some good old fish and chips. We find a place which looked, I must say, rather dilapidated from the outside, but inside it was packed. Now, that's always a good sign. We ordered cod and chips, and we had the most wonderful fish and chips, real chips, not those frozen artificial chips. They were delicious. Now, it just goes to show you can't judge a book by the cover or a fish and chip shop by its the front looking at it. Now, there was always a food market in central Belfast, but St. George's Market today is something else. It opens on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays, and it has a wide range of entertainment, lots of stalls with delicious food. It even has Spanish omelette and paella. Imagine, in Belfast, souvenirs of all kinds, arts and crafts, bric-a-brac and live Irish music. It's another must-stop place for tourists. What struck me is the general atmosphere of prosperity at a time when other countries are suffering hardships. Belfast benefits by being in the UK and in the EU at the same time, at least for the moment. On the negative side, I have to mention that there are still far too many peace walls which divide streets. Now, it seems odd to call them peace walls when they were erected to keep two communities apart. These walls have a door which is open during the day, but which is locked at night. It's sad to think that people are still not confident enough to remove them. Having said that, the people of Belfast, I must say, are extremely friendly and helpful. They have a wonderful sense of humour and enjoy making people feel at home. The crack is great. So, another place to visit. And as I say, if you want to learn some of the lingo of Belfast, go there and you will have great fun trying to work out exactly. If someone says to you, it's Baltic, so it is. Now, what do they mean? Well, it means it's freezing. <laughs> and, you know, we love to put at the end of whatever we say something to emphasize it. So, so it is. So I am. We like to put something at the end of what we've said to reinforce it. Another one that people think is strange when you say, I'm going for a wee dander. They think, oh, what are you going to do? Well, a dander is a walk. So a wee dander, just go for a short walk. All right, so we think that we all speak the same English language, but of course, each area has got its own little sayings. Anyway, Ger, have you been to Belfast? I've been to Belfast many times, and I was supposed to be in Belfast last year and the year before and the year before because we had a weekend away booked and we had to cancel it because of COVID. Um, so it never actually happened, but um, it's definitely on the list to do again very shortly. Um, for sure, for sure. It's um, now you've got plenty of interesting places that you must visit when you get there. Absolutely, I had the I had the film studios um, on my list because I did an interview with the man that runs that uh, the museum there, and I did say to him, "I'm due to be there in a couple of weeks' time." But then something happened, and uh, we didn't go. Um, so we've we, we've had to kind of you know kind of long finger it again. But we will get there absolutely. Um, you know, in time, and hopefully there's plenty of that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it would be interesting to see just how it has changed. I mean, the other thing for me, I, I wanted to have a nostalgic visit to mm. the houses that we used to live in, but they've all been demolished and rebuilt. And you know, think, oh, where, where, where are they? I mean, they've gone. So, yes, I mean, uh, as I say, I like going back and I like seeing things to be the way I left them. But um, we have to realize that, you know, things change and probably for the better, mm. uh, you know. I was interested to hear you when you said, look, I'll, I'll tell you what I've prepared. And then the, one of the first things you talked about was the links that are um, ever present in Queen's University between Ireland and Spain and how they have given us so much more of a look and a glance into that connection between the two countries. And I don't know, is it because I'm always now looking for the last four and a half years for connections between Spain and Ireland? And maybe you are as well, but they seem to be absolutely everywhere. No matter where you go in Ireland or Spain, there seems to be a connection made or people trying to make connections. Is that just us or is that uh, something that's becoming more prevalent? Well, you know, I think that it really goes back to the time of the Milesians. Remember that old legend mm -hmm. where it was somebody from Galicia who was looking out to sea and they saw in the distance something that looked like land and he wanted to find out what it was. And he set sail with a group. And when they went, of course, after many days on the, on, on the ship, they came to Ireland. And... Um, those Milesians, in the end, okay, it's a long story, but in the end, were the people who beat the Tuha de Danon, who were living in Ireland at the time, and they are the people who are really the basis of Irish people. Now, many Irish people, especially in the west of Ireland, really feel very close with the Spanish from the, 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 the legend of the Milesians and also from the Spanish Armada. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, whenever I, I met my husband and I was telling my great uncle that his name was Juan and he said, oh, that's like your great, great, great grandfather. He was also called Juan. And I said, well, I suppose you mean John. And he said, no, no, no. He was Juan Martin. He was from the Spanish Armada. Really? I'm thinking... Are you sure? And he said, oh, yes, yes. He was very interested in genealogy. And he had said, oh, yeah, this is Juan Martin was, I mean, a great, great, great grandpa. So, I mean, it's just another Juan in the family, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, if all the people who claim to have relations from the Spanish Armada, if it was all true, we would have thousands of Spanish um people there but I don't think it is but everybody seems to think oh yeah yeah we had somebody in our family way back yeah anyhow he was quite sure that we definitely had somebody in the family uh from the Spanish Armada so okay in the west of Ireland also you had ships that were shipwrecked there of course um so that has linked them um then because Ireland has often turned to Spain for help when they were in their battles for instance like Hugh O'Donnell mm -hmm. Um, for the Battle of Kinsale, whenever Philip sent over ships. And um, I always think, of course, because Ireland was a very good sort of like um, jumping off place for any invasion into England. Yeah. So the same with the, the, the Spanish and the French, who were also interested in helping uh, when it came to any kind of uh, uprising or whatever in Ireland. Of course, that was the great connection between uh, the churches. Um, and, and that's and why churches. Spain would have been fighting um, with, with England or with Britain. Um, it was because of the whole church thing. And we saw so exactly. many of the Irish colleges spring up across Spain as well at the same time. 
Exactly, mm. exactly. And Spain has always been extremely generous to Irish people. For instance, at the time of the flight of the earls, when many Irish noble families uh, went abroad, well, some went to Belgium, some went to Italy, some went to French, to France, but they were given a hero's welcome in Spain. Not only were they given a hero's welcome, they were also given noble titles, Spanish noble titles, mm. so that they knew these people came from noble families in Ireland and they gave them noble ti uh, titles in Spain. And um, I think not, that has never, ever happened to any other kind of bunch of refugees that have come from anywhere <laughs> that they have no. been suddenly given, you know. And and uh, again, from the stories that you've told us down through the last couple of years, we know that not only did, were they welcomed, were they given titles, uh, but they were also sent abroad to places in South America, for instance, and they were, uh, you know, flying the, the Spanish flag and they became heroes in those countries as well, like Argentina and Venezuela and places like that. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it's um, amazing because they even set up regiments in the army, in the Spanish army, um, and they had the, the, the Irish regiment, re regiments in the uh, Spanish army. And uh, for instance, like Alexander O'Reilly, who became a governor general of Louisiana mm. in the United States. I mean, as, as the Spanish governor general, and his name was Alexander O'Reilly, who had come over <laughs> from Ireland. So, I mean, it, there are a lot of links, really, that link us not only with Spain, but with uh, the Spanish in Latin America. Before I let you go, because you've been very kind with your time, um, let me ask you about the things that you mentioned that had remained the same. Was there mm -hmm. a nice sense of you looking at City Hall or St. Mary's Church or places like that? Did you see your young self walking up the steps or walking out the door or whatever? Oh, very much. Yeah. Very much so. I mean, that, that that is what's so nice that, you know, you feel... Yeah, I, I I feel I know my way around. You know, I, this is like I, I walked this place lots of times. I used to get the bus here. And, you know, even I was saying that, you know, the number of my buses hasn't changed and really? things like that. You know, so it's quite nice to think, as I say, it's lovely to have that kind of a nostalgic journey. But you want things to be the way you left them. They can't be like that. Time has passed. <laughs> lots of things are new. But it's nice that there's still a core, especially the center of Belfast. Um, remains the same. So, you know, uh, uh, that was great. Interesting as we're, uh, when we're younger, our eyes and our mind focused on the future. But as we get older, we tend to look back more, we don't back. we? Yeah. We do, we do, yeah. we do. It's a sign of old age. <laughs> it's a sign of maturity and, and appreciating the things yes, that, exactly. that were good. <laughs> yes, yes. Listen, Patricia, I'm thrilled that you had such a lovely weekend and I know that you you would have wished it to be longer, but um, hopefully they'll get you back in Belfast again very shortly. Um, and thanks a million for taking the time to do a little bit of work. Um, it, it's almost like me getting revenge on a teacher because you were a teacher for so long. And I used to hate when I was a young fellow in school and you'd be back after your summer holidays and the first homework you'd get is what I did on my summer holidays. <laughs> I know, I know. That was like something international. They always had that and you think, oh, they are to write that. But no, Ger, it's been a pleasure. It always is. And Thanks. I think it is so nice to be able to share my memories with somebody who appreciates them. So I'm very pleased to be here. Patricia, thanks a million. We look forward to hearing more from you and your stories that we already have in the can and catching up with you again when I'm back in Spain very shortly. All right. Great. Well, look after yourself, Cher. Will do.